Hi everyone. Um, so for today's episode, we have a discussion with Mr. Tian, who is one of the college counselors, and we talk about alternatives to college and several options for high school seniors after graduating high school. We also um have a little segment where we answer questions about about student government. So keep listening and thank you for listening. back on FDR Quick Talk. My name is Barakat. And I'm Abdullah. How have you been? It's been a while since um, it was two of us together. In the I know, it's, it feels so long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, March was a very hectic month. Yeah, and a really long month too. <laughs> yes, yes, it felt really long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so today we have a guest with us. Do you want to introduce yourself? Sure. Hi, everybody. Um, happy Friday. I am Mr. Tian. I am one of the college counselors here at FDR, um, and I work alongside Ms. Washington, who is the other counselor, and together we help service a group of about 3,000 and change uh, students uh, to figure out what they want to do after they graduate from high school. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for taking time to be with us and to like sit here with us and discuss like important something that's very important for like every high school senior of course mm-hmm. yeah we know with two college counselors in uh, such a big school like this it gets busy right yeah yeah it sure does and sometimes i feel like i, I don't have the opportunity to reach every single student out there and i, I would love to be able to talk to everybody mm-hmm yeah, and regarding that, I think that actually we should just start by like commending you and Miss Washington's efforts alongside like every counselor we have at our school. I think you guys really deserve it. So thank you for all your work. Thank you so much, and and really thank you on behalf of the whole counseling department. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So today we're going to be discussing alternatives to college and other options for um students after high school. So without um, what's it called? Further ado. <laughs> yeah, without further ado, let's get started. So Abdullah, can you ask our first question? Yep. So our first question for you, Mr. Dian, is uh, a lot of teenagers are uh, aware that college is an option after high school. They know that it's a set option that everyone's been talking about, and I think uh, most students know. But uh, some might think that they're limited and other options and they have to do college uh, can you talk about this or provide more information on like other options that are available after high school sure no problem um and, and so i know our name is the college office but really it's it's the college and career office and so there are plenty of other alternatives to college um college uh, just so happens to be one of the main ways that students can figure out what it is that they want to do However, alternatives such as uh, military, whether it's the Army, Navy, Air Force, and National Guard uh, are available as well. Um, A lot of these uh, uh, military options have great benefits, um, and they might have a a set limit in terms of the time of service. But I always recommend that you check the fine print, uh, hear about the details, and speak directly to a recruiter about this option. Um, the second one is something that you guys already mentioned, which is trade school. Uh, generally, trade school, um, you would be working more with your hands and you're learning a type of skill 
that you would utilize in your future career. Uh, generally, it might take like one to two years to get through some of these trade school options. Uh, and some examples are like cosmetology school, mechanic, construction, and so forth. Uh, number three is entrepreneurship, right? Many people can start businesses even at your age right now in high school. And so usually those people are, they're selling a demand or what some people do, like Apple, you're creating a demand and then you're selling it to other people. Um, and, and so um, if you have the funds for that or uh, if, if you do things like uh, reselling, for example, those are great examples of being an entrepreneur and you might get big enough to a point where you can start your own business in that manner. Um, number four is online courses. These days, you know, you have so many technological options for you guys. And so taking courses on Coursera, Harvard's own website, Google, these are all uh, a variety of certifications or uh, information that you can gain so that you can use in a certain field. For example, uh, data analytics for Google. Google thinks there's a lack of uh, these type of people uh, working in this field. And so they're trying to push out uh, this type of uh, certification for people so that more people will, will uh, be able to do that type of work. Um, the next one would be going straight into work, right? And so uh, anybody honestly can actually go straight into work, but you are kind of limited in some ways because of uh, certain job qualifications. You know, you have to see which uh, jobs will allow just a high school degree or experience and, and so forth. And then the last one, and, and obviously there's way more than that. I'm just giving you guys a few examples. But the last one I wanna talk about is apprenticeship. And so it's very similar to trade school, ex uh, except you're learning this trade directly from another person. So maybe like a, you know, a master electrician and you're, you're on the job, you're doing the work, and you might actually be paid from the moment you start this apprenticeship, um, but you're gonna be doing the work, learning from them, and uh, getting paid, maybe not as much as that master electrician, but hopefully uh, later on, you get some experience to the point where you are paid as much as them. And so those are just a few examples of alternatives. Yeah, thank you for that, because uh, I'm, I'm, I know that a lot of kids don't know that there are this many options to them. It's like, I know most kids know college and trade school and not much else uh, of the other options that like are available to them outside of, you know, the yeah. traditional routes. Definitely. And I think, you know, a lot of it is the lack of information available. Um, you know, when you look at students' pathways, uh, a lot of students, when they're going to college, like thinking about college or even uh, going to attend college as a senior, um, next year, they still don't know what they want to do. I, I still have seniors coming up to me and telling me, hey, uh, I'm going to college because that's the right move to make, right? But they're not sure what they want as a career for their future. And that's why I think students need to do it a different way. They need to look further ahead beyond college, beyond trade school, beyond entrepreneurships, and look at what job do they want for their future? What is the end goal? And what are the steps to achieve that end goal? I think we've been doing it backwards where we say, oh yeah, you graduate from high school. All right, move on to college and then figure out what it is that you want to do for your future. No, you really have to have an idea of what it is that you want. 
Yeah, so it's like looking forward and building like a bridge back uh, sort of thing where you look at what destination you want to go to and how are you going to get there. Exactly, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the variety of options that you listed um, as well, I think it's good, especially for um, those people who might not like exactly know where they are like at it, where like they don't know exactly what they would really want to do in the future. So I think that having this variety of options as well, it's very important, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. And, and so, um, you know, I think it's really just, like I said, bridging that gap and spreading out that information making sure that students can see some of these alternative options in addition to college as viable options for them. Sometimes uh, people don't, they can't even imagine it. They're like, I've never heard of this thing before. Like who's heard of an apprenticeship before or just taking an online course and helping you get a job. So uh, many of these options, uh, again, people can't fathom. And so I think that is the problem. We need to make sure everybody is aware of all the variety of different options as well as careers out there so that then they can make a smart decision as to which one of those make the most sense for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's unfortunate that like um, a lot of like these different options are often stigmatized and people like view um, like after high school, you don't go to college. Most people view that as a bad thing. And especially I know like there are a lot of traditional parents as well who like just see that um not going to college is a bad thing. So I like what you said about like how it's important that they see these options because I t- I think it's important that everyone's aware of this option even if you're planning to go to college after high school if you're not planning on going to college. And to add on to that, I like I love how you said make sure that these students know that these are viable options, not that they're just there and you can just know about them and ignore them that these are options that can work for you if you look into them and try them and see if this is something you want to do exactly yep we're all different people everybody has their different needs everybody's put into different circumstances and so that's why i do say viable options uh because sometimes you you do desire to achieve something but it may be rather difficult or you have to go through another means in order to uh finally achieve that end goal and it's okay. You know, I think, I think life is really uh, a bunch of experiences that you're going to go through and they're all learning opportunities for you. And as long as you learn something, something from each step of the way and use that to the next uh, opportunity or the next level, you will be okay. You're Thank able you. to adapt and adjust and grow. I think uh, when a person refuses to learn, or has a lot of difficulties learning, that's when it becomes a large challenge for people to kind of like figure out what they want or achieve their goals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Because with that refusal to learn or that inability to learn, that's going to limit you uh, way farther than just high school. Yep, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so for our second question, you already kind of touched a little on this, but um, I would just ask if you could give a little more resources on the options of um, trade schools. Yes, yes. So like I mentioned earlier, uh, you know, trade schools, more hands-on uh, examples, culinary arts, mechanic, construction, cosmetology, cosmetology school, masonry, electrician, all of these were you know, you're, you're really using your hands a lot more. And that's not to say that you're not using your brain at all. 
because you you are um but you're 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 learning this skill um and you're applying it uh more directly rather than in college where it's more theoretical um and and, and conceptual and so um trade school options uh one of the i'm gonna talk about talk about the free ones first so uh co-op tech co-op tech applications just came out on monday actually uh, it is a great option from the department of education in new york city um, uh, so they provide free trade school to our students all you have to do is apply um, but you do have to do some research as to which one of these areas uh, that you might actually be interested in and uh, similar to a college application you do have to maybe write a little excerpt, uh, fill out some information about yourself, and like I said, just just apply for this opportunity. Um, we also have opportunities for a better tomorrow, which I also believe is free. Uh, some of their careers might be more uh, medical assistant related or um, more like IT security le uh, level work. And so it really comes down to what it is that you want. But when students are applying for trade schools, we don't tell you to limit yourself to only these two options because we can't guarantee you, just like college, we can't guarantee that you are going to get accepted into one of these uh, programs. And so you should also look into private trade school options, which sometimes can be costly. I'm not going to lie. But mm -hmm. they, they can also, uh, you can also use FAFSA money uh you know financial aid on these other options and so again these are a variety of uh, different companies uh i'm blanking on the names of these companies right now um but the, the, there's tons of these private options out there and again i recommend students uh taking a look at what specific uh trade that they're interested in and then looking at which one of these private trade schools offer it and look at the price. I always say you got to make sure uh, the price is reasonable and they do accept financial aid and you can actually use it. And it makes sense for, uh, you know, your specific circumstance. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And going on with that, looking at the price and looking at the fine print and resources and what these places have to offer or what you need to do to get into these places do you know any like resources outside of like obviously you as uh, college counselors and school counselors that students can use to find or research these options that, that that's a tough question actually i am not very sure of any alternatives outside of us i usually say come talk to miss washington or myself we are some of the best resources right in front of your face and we can point and guide you to the right direction. Um, and so I, I can't think of anything in which, uh, let's say we weren't here and a student can just go out there and uh, find. Honestly, it would come down to just Googling, looking up some of these uh, places, uh, going straight to the source. So, you know, for example, if you're interested in military, uh, you know, some of these online courses, trade school, you go straight to the source. Go to the schools themselves. Uh, ask some of the uh, staff members there. Ask the military recruiters uh, and, and get the direct information from them because there's no place better than uh, the source. Otherwise, you're just playing a game of telephone and sometimes that message gets diluted. And so um, it, it is rather difficult. Uh, that's why I say the dissemination of information to students 
uh, about these alternatives is really key. It's very, very important. Yes, definitely. I feel like the internet's like the first step that students go into like getting like a base research and then getting to go to your college counselors or going directly to the source to get the finer details so you truly understand what you're trying to get yourself into. Yeah, and, and by no means are uh, is, is myself or Miss Washington, we're not experts of any one of these fields. Uh, even college itself, you know, every college is different. Everybody has their own policies and every, every school is a little different. And so we're not experts. However, we can definitely help guide and provide some of the answers and point you to the right direction so that you can get uh, the, the best and most accurate information possible. Mm -hmm. So um, our next question is, um, what would you say to a student who says they don't want to go to college? Any students that have said they don't want to go to college or plan on saying that, um, I usually ask, you know, what is your plan? You know, I, I, I try to get a little bit more information from the student, hear about what it is that they want to do and see if they formulated some plan already. And if not, we will go into a discussion about how to come up with that plan. And so, um, you know, at, at any student at FDR, we generally recommend at least, at the very least, submitting a CUNY application. And that is not to force you to apply to college or go to college, but rather if you want the option later on to choose to go to college, you have that option you know there's a certain point in the process where it's too late to apply and then your options are very limited and that's why we always want that uh in in, in the back pocket just in case type scenario if you go into trade school if you go into military if you go into a job or apprenticeship and you're like you know what i, I have this college application i got accepted but you know what i don't want to go that's fine you know, we're not forcing anybody to do anything that they don't want. Yeah. But if you are going to look at those alternative options, like I said, make sure you have a plan. So if you're trying to get a job right after you graduate, for example, you know, uh, what jobs are you looking at? You know, when you're looking at these jobs, what do the qualifi qualifications say? Do they say high school uh, degree accepted or do they need more experience? Right. Do they need something like a college degree, uh, maybe associates or a bachelor's degree, or maybe they need certain certifications? Uh, oftentimes, you're going to realize and see that a lot of these jobs need experience. Right. You need to be knowledgeable in a certain field, knowledgeable in a certain skill. You need to have teamwork, soft skills like teamwork, um, collaboration, time management. You need um, a lot of these soft skills to make sure that you do well at the job in addition to some of the technical skills that are required. And so you got to do that research, come up with a resume. Um, and if you don't have a resume, you need to start building experience. You have to think, even for a job like Foot Locker, right? Why would they hire a student with no experience? Why would they take that gamble on that student uh, rather than a student who maybe has some experience working somewhere else or has done some type of volunteer work or has proven that they have the skills to succeed at that job. And so that's why we, we have to look a little bit deeper into uh, the student's plan. Where are they at right now? What skills and abilities do they have? What are they interested in doing? And then what, what does it look like? What's, what's the plan to get to that 
again goal Mm-hmm. Yeah, and something you said like that really stood out was like the importance of doing your research for every one of these options. It's not like extremely, extremely easy, obviously. So you need to like do your research for um, every one of them and see where um, and now you can like go into them and also utilize college counselors in school as well as the Internet, like we had mentioned earlier. So, yeah, yeah absolutely. You know, everything again, everything that I say right here, I'm no expert. All right. You always got to double check all the information, just like you would do when you watch the news. You know, uh, the research skills that you perhaps learned in science class, you want to use that and double check to make sure that the information is accurate. And right. so um, even everything that I said here, if you want to look that up, uh, check in, check other sources, do some online research, read some articles. That, that would give you a better idea of what it is that you're exactly supposed to do. Yeah, definitely, students should use every resource they have available because that's what they're there for. The resources are there for you to use. Yep, exactly. And I think you just answered our next question as well, which was about the process of getting a job right out of high school and the certain requirements and limitations that come with that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there are limitations. You know, when you look up a job posting, they tell you exactly what is required. Um, and then they'll give you, they'll even give you uh, minimal qualifications and then preferred qualifications. And so sometimes the minimal qualifications might be a high school degree and then the preferred qualifications might be an associate's degree. And I, and I also want to say that this all depends, right? It all depends on the actual job that you're applying for. What is it? that you're trying to apply for because some of them do require a certificate. Mm -hmm. Some of them do require certain levels of uh, training or experience. For example, some say we need one to two years of business management experience. And so if you don't have that automatically, you're going to be out of the running or um, you know, if it's a high school level job uh, for example, if they're dealing with uh, money, maybe they need some experience in, uh, you know, financial transactions and things like that. And so if they're missing that, then they know they have to start working on it now. Even at the high school level, you need to start getting these uh, qualifications, this experience now. That way, when you walk out of college, I'm sorry, walk out of high school, you're not like spending additional time or wasting additional time trying to get that experience. You already have the experience, you have the degree, and now you can apply for that job rather than, again, waiting a year or waiting a little bit later to apply for that job. Exactly. Preparation and research are key. Yep. Um, so for our last question, um, is there any other important information you think is necessary for students who are considering other options outside of college? Well, I think I said it all throughout um, you know, this interview today. Um, you know, the importance of uh, definitely, I, I would say the first thing is just asking, you know, asking yeah. for help, figuring it out, uh, finding the resources, um, you know, wh whether it's us, whether it's the outside uh, resources, um, and then also making sure you have a plan, you know, coming up with a step-by-step -step guide as to how you're going to achieve whatever goal you're aiming for. Um, and, and 
and just uh, being knowledgeable or, or doing the research as well. So don't just, like I said uh, in, in before, don't just go off of what one person says or what your friends say, or perhaps just what one teacher says. Make sure you follow up with some additional research, uh, get that information and secure it and make sure that it is accurate and then follow through and go through with the steps. And so, um, you know, sometimes it is it is difficult, especially if uh, you don't have the connections, you know, mm -hmm. if, uh, especially for first generation uh, immigrant students. It is very difficult for them to hear about all these different careers that are available to them or hear about all these different options to them. And so the truth of the matter is this population or some of these um, other underprivileged populations, they do have to do the extra work of finding out. They have to do the extra research, uh, do additional asking. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was actually going to ask a question about that, but you, you already answered it. And I think you like said so much already that I think it's very, very helpful for every student. I know just high school seniors at this point, like every um, student in high school. So I actually learned a lot from this as well. So yeah, I'm glad you guys were able to benefit. I hope this really does benefit all the students at FDR. And I hope mm -hmm. this is able to reach out uh, to a broader audience and so that they can actually come see me face to face. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's the goal. That's the entire reason for this episode. So we can get that information out and get more kids to be aware. Like you said, information's key. Being aware is key so they can actually go to the counselors and then search things up and go to the source and get this information for themselves. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I, I also just wanted to add it. I add that. I think it's great and it's important to ask for help as well because obviously no one knows it all. So I think it's like really nice because you have these people at school who are like willing to help you out. So definitely, definitely utilize your help and go to them if you have any questions. And and also remember that um you can also use the internet. And if you're not able to access the internet, like. Um, where you stay, you can use it at the library too. So, yeah. Yes, absolutely. Hi everyone, this is Barca. On this segment of today's episode, I'm going to be answering some of the questions you have about student government. First of all, I just want to mention that um, applications are available now in room 119. So please go get them if you're interested in applying or being a part of student government next year. So I'm going to get straight into the questions. So the first question here is that what positions are available? So the answer to that is that there are no certain positions except for president, vice president, and secretary. Those are um, like positions that like really exist. And these positions are for seniors. So depending on the ab ability of every member, um, roles will be determined. So the only like roles that are really like set are those three that I mentioned, president, vice president, and um, secretary. And those roles are for seniors. And then um, as you join student government, so you form like your role or you get your role based on what you could do best and what you like to do. Yeah. And second question is, what are the requirements for joining? So for this year, here are some of the requirements, or I should say here are the requirements. The first requirement is that we need a copy of your transcript. Second is that we need one required um, teacher letter of recommendation and one more is optional. And we also require a 
an 80 average and also a 90% attendance. And like I mentioned, the applications, um, they're not available in room 119. So please get them if you're interested in applying for student government next year and being a part of student government as well. The third question here is, what are the responsibilities of student government? So some of the highlighted responsibilities on, um, that you see on the application are um, attendance at weekly meetings, attendance at school functions, early morning duties, and also you're expected to be at Ms. Ferris' office in room 119 during your free period. The next question here is that, would I have to go to school early at 7 a.m.? So um, the earliest we do, the earliest we come to school is usually 7.15 a.m., but there, there might be instances where you would need to come um, at 7 a.m., but it's not like frequently. That just like happens once in a while. But the earliest we have to be at school is 7.15 for most days. And then the next question here is that, can I be a part of student government and also be a part of sports teams and theater? And the answer to that is that you can definitely be a part of all these things. But I think that learning how to manage your time and handling all of these things together at the same time, I think it's very important that you learn how to do that. And I think it's also a necessity learning how to manage all of that because it can definitely, definitely get like, it can get like a lot, it can be a lot. So I think learning how to manage your time and learning how to manage everything at once, it's like something you should learn. Next question is that, do you help around the school or give ideas? And the answer to that is that we do both. Next one here is that, do you get credits for joining student government? Um, yes, you do get service credits when you're frequently, um, frequently and, um, okay. You get service credits when you're frequently physically present and when you're actively helping out and fulfilling your role. So that's when you get service credits. Next here is that, how much work do we have to do every day for a student government? So frankly speaking, student government is quite time consuming. And more often than not, there's always, always something to do. And that's why I had mentioned earlier that it's important to learn how to manage your time and how to plan accordingly. I think this will go a long way for you being a part of student government and also help you out in life in general, learning how to properly manage your time and finding what works best for you in managing like different things and handling different things. The next question here is that, um, how many times do we meet during a week? So it really depends on whatever we're working on at the moment. And sometimes we come early four times a week, sometimes it's just once a week. So I can't like give you a definite answer on that. It depends on whatever we're working on at the moment. Next here is that do you meet after school. So whenever it's needed, we do meet after school sometimes. This is this is not every day, it's only when we need to when um, something is happening or where we when we plan an event and we need to be there. So we meet after school in those times. Our next question here is that um, if we're part of student government, do we have to be on the podcast? So the answer to that is that no, it's not mandatory to be on the podcast if you're in student government. Um, you can only do the podcast if you're genuinely interested in doing the podcast. So no one is going to force you to be on the podcast if you do not want to. So if, you, if that's something that you are genuinely interested in, then definitely you'd be assigned that role. Um, however, I don't know how it's going to work, but however it works out, so you could definitely like speak up if that's something you're interested in if you do end up getting into student government. 
Our next question here is that when is the application due? So the application is due on April 25th. You need to bring the application on paper to room 119 alongside your teacher recommendation and your letter and your transcript, I mean. Um, next here is that how many people can be on student government? Um, for this um, question, there isn't like a specific number. Um, it differs every year, like it changes every year. There's like so many different things that it depends on. So I can't give you like a specific definite answer regarding how much um, or how many people can be on student government. So the, the answer or the number is different like almost every year. Next question is that if we were absent because of COVID, will it go to our 90% requirement, 90% um, attendance requirement? So I believe that we just need to see that you have a 90% um, attendance and you can always provide explanation wherever it's needed or wherever you feel like and if you need to give an explanation. We definitely like read your explanation. And lastly here, um, if I fail a class while I've been a part of student government, would I be kicked out or would I just get a warning? So if you do fail a class, you wouldn't be like kicked out. Uh, Ms. Ferris would speak to you about whatever you have that's going on. And also, I just want to say that um, if you do end up being part of student government, and I think this goes for like in general life, um, if you're struggling, I think it's highly encouraged and advised that you speak to the, whoever the president is and also to the advisor, Ms. Ferris. Like I said, if you're ever like struggling, I think it's important to speak out and to seek help and ask for help wherever it's needed. So those are all the questions that um, that we got, and um, I hope all of my answers were helpful, and I hope you understood all of my answers. So remember, the applications are due April 25th. Please bring them to Ms. Perez's office in room 119, and good luck to everyone who's applying, and I look forward to... Um, reading applications and yeah so thank you so much for listening to today's episode and have a good week ahead <laughs> bye